from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. You're listening to Live from the Path. We're coming to you from the Pathway Studios here in Johnston proper. You know why this show is like a fine wine, Ben? No. Because it gets put on a shelf and left alone for years. <laughs> Did you just you just think of that? Yeah. I thought it was pretty clever after watching the opening that include both Booth and Dave Eric. <laughs> Eric had been moved away for like seven years now. Yeah. yeah. Here's the deal. I, 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 it, it occurred to me at the start of the year. This is why I got. I don't know if you guys saw the video I posted on Facebook, uh, but like there was, there was all. Yes, yeah, Wagner, check it out. I checked it out. There's so there's a lot of people who are like, hey, big plan. They're, they're they're big goal people. Big plans 2021. They're trying to grab you in. And I thought, what are our big plans for 2021? I said, not a not a dang flipping thing. <laughs> you even said something like, uh, there's even the intro's even all wrong. It's super old. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> so I feel like the only thing I'm selling here is some notion of consistency. Because either either what we do is working or what we do is not working. Either way, I don't know that I have the brains to straighten it out. I think that's fair. So anyway, uh, if you're if you're expecting like, hey, I'm checking out this live from the path program. Let's see if it's any better than it was three years ago. No, the answer is no. It is it is the same. I I, I would like to be the Werther's original of uh, internet radio programs <laughs> where you could go years without having it and you're like, you know what? That tastes the same and I still like it. <laughs> so that's us. You know, here's the thing. It's like the, the the show will not change, but it might be just what you need at a given time. Yeah. And then you can drop it again. Like, like a Werther's original. Have you ever listened to a, a sermon uh, from a pastor and you're like, man, this sermon is just awesome. Straight I love fire, it. yeah. Right? And then you fire up the next one and you're like, what happened? No, it's terrible. Yeah, it was like he was marionetted <laughs> the last one. And then this one, he's back to his original self. You're like, I can't take in another one. You know? He, he only had one one classic. Yeah. And and frankly, you can listen to that same one two years later and you're like, boy, I don't know what I saw in that one. Nope. But here's the thing. You needed it right then. Whatever it is, the Lord used that imperfect, fallible fool to deliver good news to you in that moment. And then two years later, you're like, I, I don't know. See, Ben, that's what we're striving to be, <laughs> that imperfect, valuable fool. <laughs> and I feel like Life from the Past has got a little heavier over the years. Yeah, it's I remember back in the day when you were downtown at yeah. that, uh, where was that place? Uh, uh, the, the Hub? Oh, it was by the Marriott. Yeah, 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 yeah. that place. And it, it was a little lighter then. Yeah. You know? It's when you guys bit. existed back then. Yeah. yeah. What were you, like 12 well, on the radio? Well, how long have we been doing this? I was 28. Yeah, we'd have been 28. Yeah. Wow. There was a lot more underwear talk. Yeah, yeah. a lot of underwear that. talk. A <laughs> lot I, was, more, I think I was there for that one. Yeah, a lot more 18. mention of like gypsies yeah. and uh, some kind of rolling in rocks. I don't remember the whole story. Yeah, But I, at the end of the day, what's happened is, is, is we've gotten older. And then Ben has gotten heavily into politics. No, and no, <laughs> stop it. You'll stop it. Are you the mayor? <laughs> Boy, I do my best. All right, hey, you're listening to Life you're, Now, hold on. That's a lie. Because no. we listen last week. Ben was here and goes, you know what? Shoot, that is me. I need to stay off that news or whatever. You know, it's just, it's too much. Taking up too much of my time. The next day, he sends me an article and says, Look at this. And it has to do with someone that named her baby Hitler or something. I'm like, what do you stay out of the news, Ben? You nailed it. It was 8.15 in the morning. He hadn't been out of the show for like seven hours. Okay. So. All right. So to be fair, uh, Dan's not here tonight. Happy birthday, Dan. But uh, both Dan and I failed. Dan jumped right back into politics the next day. Yes. Uh, and then I went back to reading news. 
and, and trying to sort stuff. I have a natural inclination to want to sort stuff out. I don't like to hear things and be like, boy, I'm being shimmied. And then I got to go figure out what's going on. And I don't like to be shimmied. Sure. And I tell you what, this last week was a shimmying. Oh, the whole thing. It was a whole week of shimmying. <laughs> hey, we're not going to talk about it. No, how, we got, uh, <laughs> uh, didn't we? Ben? We found some parameters. <laughs> what did we say? No, you saw a foothold and you said, yeah, we could talk <laughs> about that. that. What did we say? We're so bad at it, Mike. Help me. <laughs> so you can, dig a, you can dig a tributary over to your river of politics again. <laughs> That's what's trying to happen I here. Wagner won't have none of it. He I'll, told me already. I want well. No. <laughs> I don't want to yes. talk about politics. I would like to talk about uh, uh, to the, 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 peop- the, the people of the Lord Jesus. Okay. Okay. So what, can we talk about that? Like, like uh, how do we... How do we sort this... How do we so, ignore the, the political, political surroundings and like... Uh, what do the people of the Lord Jesus need to do directly? That's a great question. That's, we, that's my question. Okay, so we were just talking about that before the show started, and Wagner was about to ready to get on a roll and tell us what the folks need. Ooh, ooh, I was on a roll. You guys had already said five thousand words like a second before yeah. I even started talking. All we're right. the we're we're the we're the handlers. We're like the guy that follows Mike Tyson down the ring with the, <laughs> with the belts and stuff. We're like, yeah, the, the pump champ, it, pump it up the crowd. The champ is here. The champ is here. <laughs> and then and then you're the Mike Tyson Wagner. Mm, oh, appreciate it. <laughs> Zero pressure. These Zero are all pressure. compliments here. No, I was telling these guys i am a simple man like i came uh, into church into church life into following jesus through music i was a singer in a band i'm actually a pastor now uh, but i didn't come from a deep theological background um, i came from just strictly praise and worship trying to learn a lot more anyway i was reading in your parking lot mm-hmm. uh, tonight um romans one two three and what struck me was end of romans one before we get into a list of things that we probably shouldn't be doing and we get a romans two when we get a list of reasons we shouldn't be judging uh, we get a reminder from Paul that says something like the reason that God gave these people over to these depravities was because they stopped worshiping. They stopped honoring God. And it just got me thinking about all the people I love who are arguing and fighting over all the things they don't think people should or shouldn't be doing or politicians did or didn't do or someone they voted for won't let happen or someone they voted for will let happen. Um, and it feels like we've gotten sucked away from our purpose. Like I genuinely believe that part of the reason I was made was simply to give God glory. And I don't think that's a little thing. Like some people say, oh, all you're supposed to do is, is praise a deity. Absolutely. Like I was built to be in that piece of the relationship, to recognize the glory of God, to recognize the beauty of God's handiwork, and then to shout a sound of praise back, not just to God, but to anyone who can hear that God is good, that God is holy, that God is love. So where I'm at with all the craziness we've seen in the last week, whether it has to do with like local news, national news, local health, national health, global politics, is we've simply forgotten what our place is and what our purpose is. We've gotten really smart, and now we think that we own like what God's will is, rather than just saying, my job is to offer you praise, to love God, to love people, right? Condense the law down. What does the law say? Like, love God with everything, love people. Um, and so my primary act should be, how can I give God glory? How can I give God glory today? And I think if more of us did that and more Christ followers just did that, what's your response to these things happening in politics? What's your response to the national election? You know what I did today? I, uh, I fell down on my knees and I prayed and then I sang a song to God because God is good. And I tried to find a way to get somebody else to sing with me. Do you, do you feel like people have a hard time believing that that will fill them? I do. I do. And you know what? I'll be honest. For a long time, I doubted that it could too. I think it's an, 
as much as I don't want to say it this way, I don't know how to say any better, that it's an experience. Now, when I say an experience, people think like, oh, so I have to try something or, oh, you want to like give them LSD. a mountain. Like LSD. Well, yes, or acid or, or like, you know, or we're, we're getting people into that kind of like mountaintoppy kind of like, yeah. oh, faith. Where, oh, it was a big experience. But um, what I'm talking about is something different, like surrender, right? Like maybe I don't have very much power. Actually, yeah, I don't at all. Like maybe I am just a blip on the map. Yeah, I, I really am. Like a snap in time. And yet for some reason, a God desired to know me, created me, um, how, and whatever means that God decided to do so. I don't even care about that piece. I love science, but I don't care how it, you yeah, think no we matter. got made, yeah. right? Um, but I have been made. And scripture seems to say that my primary purpose is to love God, like is to be in that relationship with God. And how I do that, I just try to honor God. I try to give God glory imperfectly. And I feel like if my response to you know, what do you think about this person then? And how could you have voted for that person? And why are these people doing these terrible things with their life? And how can you let these people into your church? If my first response was, that doesn't sound like praise. Like that doesn't sound like a conversation that's going to bring God a ton of glory. Like first, let's do that together first. And when that's done, if we still have energy and bandwidth and God says, yeah, now let's work on some other things. Great. But that's always number two for me. Maybe it's because I'm simple. Like, but that's, that's the life I came out of was I found no purpose in overcomplicating the steps toward either salvation, toward righteousness, or to make, toward making someone else or myself right. I found no purpose in that, but I got grand purpose, and I feel like my life means something when I just say, I'm just going to give God glory. And I know that that doesn't mean I can ignore the problems of the world. It doesn't mean I can ignore injustices. It doesn't mean I can be a part of you know terrible atrocities or, or jump into weird cults or something just because I gave God glory. But it does mean I have to have my priorities straight. And I think the Christian church, well, the Protestant church, um, Jesus followers, by and large, by and large right now, I'm judging, I'm sorry, that in our United States of America, like don't have our priorities in line. I think I think that last tack on is 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 more true than we want it to be is the Christ Church um, in Western culture uh, really struggles with this. And it's because I, it, I was really thinking about this on the drive in and then I was praying about it to make sure I didn't have it all goofed up in my head. But we really struggle with what freedom is mm. and we really struggle on the goal of freedom, you know, like uh, because. If you have, let's say you have a body of Christ, right? Let's even take your Sunday morning gathering. Let's call it 20 people at your place. We'll call it 300, 1,000. Doesn't even matter, you know? If everyone in that congregation or in that community is submitting to Scripture and the Holy Spirit and spending time praising God, what we're not talking about is how to weasel whatever iota of freedom you want and make it acceptable. Hmm. That's not a conversation we're having because it, it one most of these things scripture already it, it speaks to God speaks to it as a loving father he sets things and goes this is what it looks like to follow me I know some of you are going to struggle here I love you please come back to me please right he's pretty straightforward on that and secondly is when when you accept the gift of um, your sins being paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ what you're saying is uh, your will not mine boom yeah and so yeah. so when you show up and go I don't like that. I want to fight. <laughs> this is the best part. I want to fight the other people in this church about it. Well, first of all, they don't hold any authority. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, God laid the law down. Jesus paid for the penalty. Uh, you need to do business with him. You yeah. need to talk to him about it. And at the end of the day, um, he will speak to it. And what you need to help answer 
uh, within your own heart is, is if God falls on the other side of this thing, do I lay my freedom down and go, okay, yeah. what if I don't even like it? But, you know what? And, 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 and you can, you can tack this up to big social issues and I can tack this up to where, how loud of a voice I want to have in the goings on of America's business. And so if you have the opportunity, because you do in this country, to say what you mean and say what you want and, and you have a freedom to do it without, without political persecution. And if God asked you to set that down, would you do it? Would you do it? Would you set it down because he asked you to for his glory and your joy? I'm not saying he is. I don't know. You need to do business with God on that thing, right? But like if he asked you to, like honestly, would you put it down? Would you let it go because he asked you to? And if you wouldn't, I think you've got a real problem. And I think, honestly, I think that is a, a, a mass majority of our problem. You find that in a lot of, I, I've, I've been strolling, uh, strolling sermons, right? And like, I'm amazed on how many pastors are agreeing to speak on the, the, the tone of the country on, on their Sundays. I'm begging you, fellas, you're wasting your breath. You know the greatest truth to ever know, the greatest mercy available, the grace that solves all problems. And, and, and you know that. And you want to talk about this? I feel like you're missing it. <laughs> right. It's, it's like inspecting the plant species outside of the Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. Right? The Temple of Doom got that sweet rock or whatever he's in there going after, and you know it's in there, and that's what you came for. And instead, you're like, dude, check out this uh, hibiscus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think didn't know they grew here. <laughs> I think it's the South African hibiscus. Let's smell it. Let's but see how it feels in your fingers. Who cares? Don't, don't you think that's in part because of what you just said a few seconds ago, that um, the singular truth, like... Jesus dying for my sins and then asking me to lay down everything else and follow him is a much, much harder question to answer personally than should I vote red or blue? Yeah, what do I think about uh, this right. thing or this thing? Like, yes. And, that's the, and so I and, think that's the reason, right? And like, these are the things that I need your guys' help to help me discern right. on the hard question that I will spend my life getting the answer to. I don't, I, I guess I don't think that we're, our, we're gaining anything Diverting, right. you know what I'm saying? And and, and look what and we were talking about this before the show started. Look at the way that Jesus answered most of, answered most of the Pharisaical well, the Pharisees' questions. They want to know they want to know exact answers to well, if a woman ends up marrying like ten brothers, who do, who ends up being her husband in the after? And he's like, first of all, that's not even what you want to know. And second of all, let me tell you a story. Let me let's let's look at this thing. Yeah. Let, let's look at the thing that you're actually asking about. And 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 we're getting we're getting stuck. We're like the 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 Western Church is getting stuck. In these machinations of of, of, of threatening to uh, freedom and choice, and these are two things that, as as Christians, as I'm laying this all down, these are these are uh, light issues for you, right? My choices are not better than God's choices. My freedom is is on offer to be laid down as designed, whenever. Mm-hmm. And if that's not your current tact, then then we have bigger heart problems to go after, right? Yeah, yeah I think that's a I, I think that's a great way. Like frame it in the notion of freedom. Think of um, it, it, I, I'm going to paint with a broad brush just because it's the characterization. But like, if most um, from a conservative, and I, I mean conservative biblically, not necessarily politically, but like they'll say, look, uh, people are using their freedom that God gave them to do whatever they want, and whatever they want to do is against what God wanted, and so I'm upset. They're basically choosing something over and uh, over and above how God would say they should either live their life or who they want to be with or whatever. Um, on the opposite side, like that is the exact same thing you're committing when you have a fealty to King Jesus to give up everything that you think and say, I think I, my goal is to is to submit myself humbly to the king that created everything. 
and say, whatever, whatever he says is right, whatever he says has to be good and submit myself to that. But the broad assertion from a, um, from a conservative side is basically to take, as opposed to humbly submitting to Jesus, it's to basically assert your opinion. Like how much effort we have to make sure that our particular voice and opinion and thoughts are heard. It's an elevation of self over and above what it is to love and follow Jesus. Hmm. And I think, and that's, that's the gap. Like I, when you were, when you were starting on the, talking about Romans, that like a couple things jumped in my head. I think it's true. Um, like Paul obviously wrote more than Romans one. Right. So oh, like, sure. so I for probably, sure. right. For so sure. like you can't, we can't take, we can't take Romans one and go, uh, it, although Paul said, goes says, all I know is Christ crucified. It, it's, it's not as simple as that, but it is as simple as that but from a found that this was my second thought then is that like, but that is the foundational notion. You don't get to speak on Romans two, three or issues or three issues or four issues. And for heaven's sake, stay away from Romans nine. If, if you don't have Romans one, correct. Like if you can't, if you can't face the world on your knees in humble submission and prayerfully approach the world that God singled out a particular people that, again, when we think of the nation of Israel as elect, they were specifically chosen as God's people for a specific purpose, and that's to be uh, a, a nation of priests, so yeah. people who were supposed to be the mediators between God, between Yahweh God, and the rest of the world who needed to know him. That's why God was always frustrated with them, is not because he loved them more than everybody else that came to him, it's because he gave them and chose them for a specific work, and they blew it up, doing what? Much of what we're doing now. Chasing their own national identity asserting their own freedoms to do whatever human behavior they feel like is either feels good or uh, is, brings them power or brings them glory. And like the, the things that, that we don't like when God steps into their, to the nation and punishes them, it's always a humbling. It says, you, you, I gave you everything in the world. You had me, and now you're rejecting me. You're missing the very thing. And the only way that, you, you, that, that God ends up back in his right position is through humbling. Is to, and, and that's exactly what the, we're talking about from Romans 1. When you start to worship someone else or something else, you chose it. As opposed to the one thing, the only thing that deserves worship and praise to your own glory for your own power generally or your own influence or whatever, you decided to worship something else. Because ultimately, all the something else is almost always point to you. They're almost always a worship of self in some mm-hmm. way or another. Your desire, your your you your um, choice for influence or decision for power, whatever it is, it always comes back to you and honors you as opposed to honoring God. Um, and so, but but I think that is the right thought, though, is that like we've got a lot of people jumping the steps here. Like before, you should remotely consider speaking um, upon some social issue or some in the middle of an argument among Christians or something or other. Like if you if you're not past worshiping the true king and and kneeling before him humbly and seeing the world as he sees it, wanting its redemption like he wants it, sacrificing for it as is necessary as he did, um, then you're probably not the right person for everything else that follows. Like, we got to get that right first. And we, we, we jumped the steps. We moved on to, to double jeopardy. And we didn't play the first round yet. And I think that's where, that's where we're falling on our face. Is where, because if, if you don't get the first part right, you won't even know how to engage in the second part. And that's why it's not, it's, that's why it's not working. We're like, oh, I got to fight. I got to fight for these Christian principles within our culture. Well, you skip step one, and so the method of which you're fighting is not going to produce anything. And then you look at the same world and you go, oh, they're hard-hearted and blind. I'm like, well, you skipped step one. God opens eyes and opens hearts through step one, through submission to him and longing that good news be spread. You move to step two. You move to behavior modification. 
and and people's behavior is not modifying because like it ha- it has to soften. God has to soften hearts through that step one. And I think and I, I think that's what we're missing. So does it feel? It feels like um, it feels like we're the minority here. I guess <laughs> it's the Christian church, and maybe it's just because the squeaky wheel gets the crease, right? Maybe just the the people who choose to be loud. Um, are the ones that end up taking all the bandwidth. And the humble people serving, you don't even hear from them. They're busy serving. You know, like they, they don't yep. come up. And so it's very possible that um, it is not as severe as it looks. It, it, it's very possible that um, there is plenty of God's people um, spending most of their time praying and serving about all these issues that are, that are blowing up the news um, and, and, and the decisions that are, that are facing America. Um, and, and, and really it's just, it's just the extreme parts of our, of our, <laughs> of our organization that are causing a big ruckus. But it goes back to that conversation we had, I don't know, six months ago, a year ago, something like that. We were talking about some of the abuse that, that, you know, was rampant, um, within God's church. And a lot of people like to go, oh, it was in this denomination. And the truth is it was in God's church, uh, that I'm a part of. Right. Yeah. And we allowed it and we let this stuff go on forever. Wait a minute. I think that during that same conversation, Mike, that was when we were trying to talk you out of going down to like Kentucky and punching some guy in the face. Here's the deal: because he was printing his face on underpants. Yeah, uh, th- this is the thing. It's, it's like, and it's not. It's it was not for protecting the name of the church. That's not my gig. That's Yahweh's gig, and he does it fine. He doesn't need me in the middle of it, right? But it is protect. It's 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 exactly the problem that that I'm currently struggling with, um, with the way that a lot of Christianity is being viewed. Uh, with the way they're interacting with social media. Like, we talked about it last week when we were talking about rebukes. There's a couple people who I love and are friends of mine, and, like, I owe them a conversation because I love them. They're acting foolish. Their love of people is gone. Their love of country is apparently at an all-time high, uh, and their thought process of running it through um, God's filter of grace and mercy uh, has been put out in the garage for a while. We're not using it. And the thing is, it's not to make them feel bad. It's to bring them back to where God God has them. God calls us there anyway. He always did. That's all he ever called us to. You know, and, and like I, I I wonder as let's say that let's say you're seeing it clearly and, and, and that we're looking out on the world and we're going, look, our our boys um as members of God's church are acting a fool. Yeah. When is it time? Is it time to go find underpants man and go, look, man, you're you're done. You're do- you're just done. We're not gonna go on a social media campaign. Uh, we're gonna take your, your your underpants faces and uh, you're done. And and that's it. It's time to stop now, right? And and there's it, I, I always I always think we can't do this because of Paul. And Paul goes, look, whether it's for their own gain or it's for the gain of heaven, um, isn't Christ being preached? Isn't Christ? But being he's preached? not. But he's not. He's not. But he's not. Right? We're preaching. Well, underpants, man. King something else. And 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 whoever whoever wants to be in charge of the governmental runnings of the United States and uh, opinions about how groups of people are to act or not act, and that's what we're doing. And so at the end of the day, are the people that are speaking on um, Christ's church behalf, I mean, when does it become our responsibility to go, look, um, that's not, it's not scriptural. We got, we got to tone, we got to stop this, fellas. Like we just sit by and go, oh yeah, they're crazy. Oh, you know, they're they're they're. they're blah, blah, blah. Is it ever our time to step in and go? We gotta shut this down. It's got it's got to stop. So well, is there so, a biblical example for shutting that down? I mean, John the Baptist. 
Well, John the Baptist. <laughs> Jesus, I guess. He nailed the Pharisees for for four books. <laughs> yes. So so but but here's so here how do I how do I understand that, Mike? How do I blend this? Uh, uh, Wagner says, uh, "I'm a, like, uh, let me humble myself in front of God. Let me honor who He is, and let me invite people to come along with us. That's making disciples. That's a straight up like that's the path to making disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the church sometimes needs a rebuke. How do I see those things together? Uh, you take Wagner's first point, and then you tone mine back down, and go. You submit uh, to God. Uh, you pray on that thing, and if He's called you to, to uh, rub some sticks together then and you do knock it. some heads, and that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, if it's your idea in the first place, without asking Him, you're not the right guy. Yeah, which makes me not the right guy, right? Like if that's the first thing that comes to my head, I'm like, I haven't even run it by Jesus. I think this is a great plan. I, I'm not the guy with grace and humility to go do something like that. That doesn't mean He won't send somebody else. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. I mean if you if you if you roll it up here, um, this is not a political aisle distinction. This is as a Christian, uh, are you submitting your life to <laughs> to King yeah. Jesus? Look at that. <laughs> that's the whole thing. That's all it? it is. And like like that's what I would say. Like if anybody were to come up and ask me, hey, what was what is the hot what is the hot button issue? Here's blah blah blah. W- w- here's what I think, or what do you think I should think? I would say, look, let's pray first. And then God has where God has spoken. Let's soak it in, and then you put those two things together, and you tell me. Like, he, here's the thing: is that like he he gave the Spirit, the Spirit is the Helper to kind of sort these things out. I would submit to you that a lot of the division that we're finding um, within Christianity and that expresses itself in politics is a lack of that first step, is a lack of humble submission to King Jesus. Like, th- here's the thing: there are things in there are things in Scripture that are hard in this mm. day and age. There are things in Scripture that are easy to walk away from and say, but that isn't really, it's not the common thinking. We've moved on past this. Right. Uh, I, that's not my place to move on past it. It just isn't. Because in humility, however easy it would be to say we've moved on past this and like, let's just go where the winds are blowing. Like, my humble submission to Jesus and, and, and trust in his word says he, it has to be right. It has to be right, even if I don't like it. There's all kinds of things that I would prefer that he say, hey, Ben, it's okay to do white lies. It's okay to gossip because it's fun. It's, cool. it's okay to stay mad at people. It's, yeah, it's okay to, mm. to not forgive. Uh, it's a, or even, you know, just a couple times, even if you go with the old Jewish practice and just say, look, at least three. Give it three. Right, and after that, they're done. Yeah, and Jesus looks at the Jews in front of him and he goes, let's do seven in a day. And I'm like, you know... We don't really do that anymore. It exposes me to too much potential harm. It makes me take other people's problems upon myself. It causes me to enable behavior if I forgive a man who has to, and I have to do it seven times a day. Psychology has moved beyond, Jesus. We don't do this anymore. Now, like, pick your poison. When I say things that Scripture doesn't align with, everyone's got the thing that pops into their mind, either because they care about it personally or someone else has made them care about it. But, like, one way or another, it pops into your mind. Here's what I'm telling you. Humble humans got to do the best they can with what they have in, in front of them. The, the, I think the Spirit will sort some of this stuff out. I think human certainty is a risk, like where we're like, we definitely know. There's all kinds of things where I will preface a phrase and say, smart people who love Jesus disagree with me here, because I think because it's generally true. There are smart people who love Jesus who will disagree on, on something, and I, I feel like we just, we're going to keep pursuing it in prayer, and, and God will move things together as they have to move. But like, I think our gap is, is that we're missing that part. Like, I'd rather spend 10 years in humble submission in prayer and study 
before I decided to pick a fight with somebody about something. Unless, unless God says, look, the rebuke, this is it. This is clear. This is a rebuke. Go talk to that man. Do you, do you know why I would probably say 75% of the current Western church will disagree with you? What was that? Because they have never tried because it. Because they didn't do it. They've right. never done it. Yeah. And, and because they don't, have, they don't have a king. Right. They don't. Right. They don't. That's the, that's the thing I've heard you say tonight that I, I know I still have to work on, right? Is not just submission to one who offered me salvation, not just submission to one who created the cosmos, who has all the power, but submission to a king means yeah. I have none. Like, and I think we wrestle with that Western culture, period. Yeah. Self-sufficiency, what we have made for ourselves, our achievements. Like, we've proven it. Like, look what I've, look what I've done. I made it. Mm-hmm. Our like, culture exists things. because we gave the finger right. to a king. Right. <laughs> yeah. True. We don't like <laughs> <Okay>. authority. <laughs> right. Right. So, so now we bring people into churches, love God, love God, and God is the king. Like, the only one with power. Yeah. And, and we wonder why it's hard for people to... Not just to accept that, not to devote themselves to that, but to even understand. Oh, it. sure. It makes no sense in our yep. context. Yep. Um, it made much more sense, I think, to the people of Jesus' time when they had like authoritarian, like thumb down, like mm-hmm. wrath, not just God's wrath, but, you know, like Rome come through and just wipe you out. Right? Yeah. Like that, that, okay, I understand kingship. Yeah. You know, like now, I mean, the, the, the levels of authority in our culture are more than we could count in the two hours we have left. Like, just start thinking through your own life. Like, all right, so maybe a boss and their boss and their boss, but ultimately they submit to, like, some governmental authority, local or state, and there's a global yeah. one above that, maybe yeah. military, maybe something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have no reference for just one king. Right. No. Just one. Um, and I, I know I struggle with that. Like, I try to find, like, well, I know you have the power, Jesus, but— but can I pray about this thing so that I can have a little bit of power too? Like, I really feel passionate <laughs> right. about this. Like, yep. can you just give me a little bit of that power so I can be sure about this thing and, and do good work? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do really good work with you. But It's in line with what you'd want done. I'm yeah. just asking, can I be your man on this deal? Because I feel like I'm good at that. Yeah. Like, I can do this. And even, I, will, I loved how you said a minute ago, you were like, and because I didn't pray about it first, I'm not the right guy. I come up with a thousand great ideas every day that I didn't talk to Jesus about first. And I try them. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't. No, <laughs> right? I shouldn't try any of them. If I had a king, I wouldn't try one. Mm-hmm. I would like humbly submit myself before that king if it was just a one to one. But I've put so many things, just like in my real life, like levels between me and God, where I assume God's not paying attention yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't made it to the top yet. You know, yeah. There might be an angel somewhere upset with me. <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> maybe the Holy Spirit's a little upset, but God the Father, he's okay. Yeah, he doesn't know cool. about it yet. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> he's well, not hurt. <laughs> instead of like there is there is one level. Yeah. There is God and there's everything else in creation, right? And so if if that's my king, I wouldn't do much besides open my eyes without saying, is this a good idea? Yeah. This going to be all right, but I do it every day. And and so I really appreciate this conversation. I really appreciate the the spirit of humility that we're calling for first. I don't think, and I hear what you're saying, uh, Mike, and I didn't mean to infer that, you know, like, hey, Romans 1 is the only answer. Because oh, no, you're no, right. I, There's like so no, no, many levels it, after yeah. that. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just confessing like that part of the reason I'm, I say I'm simple is because I'm still trying to work out that first one, right? And, and until I can like say, you know what, like this moment I fully submitted that Jesus is the only king. Nothing else has power. Then I really better keep my business out of everything else. I you th- know, and it doesn't make me... I feel like that makes me incomplete 
And I'm okay with that. Like I'm working to on sanctification. I'm allowing God to work in me to make me into something new. But I got to let go of that like, oh, but I got to have a stand. Like yeah. God's got to be wanting yeah. to do something. No, I, I don't. I, I got to have a, a king. I got to have a, a first love. And when that relationship is right, maybe if God blesses me with something, I'll get to go and do. Yeah. I'll get to go and serve. But it's hard. No, and I, I think that was my point. And, and um, I didn't mean that all to, to as, as a critique against what you were talking no, no, about no, for Romans it. 1. It was, it was that like, um, like, I think we all recognize that Paul wrote more than that. But yeah. like, there's a reason that's a foundational thought. There's a reason that that kicks us off. And like, if we, if we can't walk into some of these things with humility, um, then, then, we can't, we, then we can't move on. We're still on the milk. We're not the meat people. And like we need meet people, and like there are there are things in scripture where like look, this is pretty clear. Like we ha- someone has yeah. to speak to this, yeah. and this is our foundation of life. But like even those things, if you cannot communicate, if you cannot take um, communicate the words of Jesus, and if you try to communicate the words of Jesus and miss, <laughs> sorry, and miss the sorry, heart. Wagner's acting like a total babushka over there. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just, it just it was just stirring me. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> if you. <laughs> My hand wasn't up yet. I wasn't like, <laughs> he was getting ready no. to throw it. I thought he was going to pass out. I couldn't tell what was happening. Continue. <laughs> if you, um, it's, it's, to, it's trying to communicate the words of Jesus without the heart, the heart of Jesus misses the truth of Jesus. Like, you can't just, it's not just a word pass. Like, no. we're not just passing around Ten Commandment tablets here. That's why I don't care whether they're in the, the lawn at the, at the, at the state house. It's yeah. why I don't particularly care whether you put it in your lawn. I don't. Like, if, if it's the words of Jesus without the heart of Jesus, then ultimately you're not getting it right. Can I take you down a tangent? Yes. And if you don't want me to, if you've got something else to talk about, I just want to take you down a one five-minute little branch. Our here, show right? is made for tangents. So Hit like as one who has been offered the opportunity to be a leader in a church, right? As one, I'm like, I'm, I feel so blessed that God lets me do this, right? Um, here's one of the things I think that bogs up the church too, is that pastors, so church leaders, whether you're a small group leader, a pastor, a worship leader, whatever your title is, like, we are afraid. We are afraid that if we don't get to the next issue, that it won't be enough for the people, right? Like, yeah. who, who's going to show up to hear Wagner say again, like, is Jesus your king? Yeah, like, I'm is, in. Is Jesus your king? <laughs> who's going to show up for the third week in a row on my whole sermon for 20 minutes? And I just go, all right, friends, I just want you to jot down every king and a piece of paper you have besides Jesus. And then you're just going to unpack that for yourself for a while because Jesus is the only king. Then we're going to sing this song, Jesus is my king at the end. Yeah. And you're going to go home. Third week, nobody comes back. <laughs> like They're like, well, what about the election? What about crime? What about injustice? What about, and those are really important things, right? Yep. What about the marginalized? What about the other? What about, where is your stand? Like, what does your church stand for? And I feel like right now, if, if the answer is, this is a frailty of mine. Like, if the answer is, oh, my issue right now is Jesus isn't the king. Well, like, but, but what about like the riots? Like, what, what about you know, this injustice, what about people who don't have anything to eat? What about all these political things happening? And, and I don't have, and I'm looking for, and I, I'm, this has got me even more willing to humble myself and just pray, like the courage to be like, we, I want to be there, and I do love people, and I know that like serving people is ultimately where I will be, but I think we've got to figure out like where God fits in this first. And that's not as... It's not as sexy as a sermon series on human sexuality. Yeah, I agree. It's not as sexy as a sermon series on um, 
on what it means to be a person of color right now, which I think is a legit thing Agreed. the church should be talking about. Um, you know, the whitewashing of the Protestant church, I think it's a real thing. Um, but, like, how am I supposed to have authority in that if what comes behind that is is nothing else? Like, we have a church for every issue. Like right, in every ta- In every town, we've got, we've got the church that is about the environment. And you know what? That's an important thing. And we got the church that's about human sexuality, and that's a thing that shows up in the Bible. And we got a church that's about immigration, and that's a real deal in the Bible too. Um, but I want to be—I really am desperate to be a part of a church that is about Jesus. And then, and then maybe I'll be so lucky as to figure out what comes next. So here's the thing: it's like I, I, it's you know you, we have fear in it. Because we don't try it. We won't I know, try it. I know. We're scared to death of it, right? Because, I mean, even look at our man. Look at our man, Paul. Paul, what do you know? Christ crucified. Paul, what else? A lot of stuff. But Christ crucified. Put yeah. me in the stocks. <laughs> yep. I'll be here, right? And and so I, 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 it's, it's funny. Like, all these thoughts keep coming through my head as we have this conversation. One, um, like I lead a youth group. It is almost impossible to show references to God, uh, Yahweh, as a father. And Yahweh's a king. We have zero reference for that in our culture. Yeah. Zero, right? Oh, there's. If I'm lucky, there's there's two kids out of twenty that have a dad that still lives at their place and and loves them <laughs> and pays attention to them, right? They have t- terrible references for God as a father. Uh, and they also have terrible references for God as a king because we got we got no king, yeah. and and that's and that's all true. And and I think the 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 thing that that we we want heavy issues to be complicated. Because it starts to back up why they're heavy. Uh. And that's not true. That's not true. You know the answer to the whitewashing of the Protestant church? Jesus is. He didn't ask for none of that. You created that humanity. Sinful humanity created that. Right? You want to know the answer for uh, immigration policies that don't include people doing the right thing and and being loved on? You know who created that. It was you, humanity. Right? Like, you created all this. The human sexuality problem. God spoke to these things. He loves them more than, than you do. Your heart pounds hard, but God loves them. He died for them. He knows them. He's after them. He loves them so much. And he'll send the Holy Spirit right behind them their whole lives until they turn around. Because Jesus, that's why. It's always Jesus. It's not a complicated answer. Now, walking that thing out in a world full of broken humanity, Jesus knows that. That's why we have the book of Hebrews. It's a tough gig, (laughs) right? (laughs) This is a tough, tough role walking through fallen humanity. And God says, I get it. I'm going to pay your debt, and I'm going to send someone to help you. And so, yeah, are all we talking about is, is it as simple as who is your king? Submit and trust. I'm struggling. I know. That's why we pray. Yeah. God shows up. God tells you what to, I'm, okay, I'm going to tell you a quick story. About three months ago, my life fell on its face. I got some news. Um, and at that time, I, it, it occurred to me that I can't do anything without him. It, I knew it for a fact that everything that I'd been trying to do and everything that I was struggling for and everything I thought I was actually good at and doing well on, I was failing because I was not running it through him. And I spent the next three months praying and praying and pr- all the time, every day, all the time, in between conversations with other people, breaks in the radio, whatever. You'd have found me a month before the thing happened. And I, they said, look, you need to pray uh, unceasingly. I'm like, yeah, okay. Nobody actually does that. It's a pipe dream. I'm telling you, people don't do this thing, you know. Well, here I was a month later, and boy, did I find myself doing it. And, and, and every time I would start my prayer with, Dear Father God, I can't do this without you. 
I can't be the father you designed me to be. I can't be the worker you designed me to be. I can't be the husband you designed me to be. I can't do it. I can't do this without you. Will you please show up? Please, I'm begging you, show up. And whatever you got, I'm in. And um, I've experienced more fruit from that humility in not only myself, but the people around me than I've seen in the other 37 and a half years I've been on this planet. Hmm. And, and as, it, as the time went on, as months went on, two months, two and a half months, I feel old King Mike rolling back in. And I smell him coming through the door. I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you leave. <laughs> you leave. I know what happens when you run things. You leave. Because the, the mountain thing, the high top mountain where God, where God calls you to repentance and he calls you to humility and you find yourself on your face and you go, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to be anywhere else. It does wear off. Boy, yeah. that is, hold on, yeah. just, just not to pass that. Uh, that is the right notion of a mountaintop experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God's call to hum- humility and repentance in your life. Like we look at those things totally long. We, we look at guilt kind of that way. We look at like burdens upon your heart that says, boy, this stuff is weighing me down. But like the notion of relief from those things and right understanding of your contribution to it and then Jesus's contribution to freedom up against it. Like if that's not our mountaintop, we're climbing the wrong mountain. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's how you can almost separate uh, help people separate wheat from chaff, right? When they're like, man, I was just... I mean, it, the Holy Spirit's a tough topic, right? People uh, sometimes interpret things that that that, uh, that the Holy Spirit does, and sometimes they're just emotional highs. Sometimes they're right on the Holy Spirit, just, just kicking tail and moving things around. Uh, always pointing you to Jesus, by the way. Uh, that's the way the Holy Spirit works. It's a job. Um, but there's there's so many people in your life right now, and, and, and if you can't look at whoever's on the opposite side of you uh, politically, morally, socially... Uh, whatever, whatever your current axe to grind is against anybody else on this planet. If you can't look at them with empathy and go, please, God, give, give me one more day to try to talk to somebody about you. Please, I'll just, I'll, I'll t- I just need one more. D- I need your Holy Spirit to show up. I actually can't do anything. I stopped telling uh, God what to do. I used to, when I prayed, I'm like, Lord, um, get at him in a dream or something. I know it'll do it, right? Then there's that guy of the chasm and Abraham, you know, and, 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 the, and, you know, he's like, just send a guy. They'll listen. And, and Abe, Abe, old Abe goes, no, man, I've already tried. They're not going to listen. I know they're not going to listen, right? And, and once again, um, you get down on your knees and you put your face to the floor and you go, I can't do any of this without you. The dream thing, like I'm praying for a guy specifically. I'm like, I think you should get him in a dream. But you know that's the best thought I have. It's only my ideas. Um, I, you'll do this in whatever way you're going to do it yep. in the right time. But just know, I don't know how to frame uh, my earnestness and my plea for you to drop a rock on this man. I, I, mm. I, I'm begging you, don't let him go in. And I've begged the same thing every day for three months uh, for like 10 to 15 people. God, I'm begging you to drop a rock on the guy. And I will keep asking until that rock lands on that man. <laughs> and I will keep waiting. For just God. to clarify, because uh, not everybody knows you, you don't literally mean drop a rock on a man. You mean disrupt his life for the glory of the kingdom. Whatever brings him to humility. <laughs> okay, noted. Uh, once again, I don't tell God how to do his business. <laughs> if the rock, a physical rock, is going to get it done, I think he'll do it. <laughs> okay. okay. But I, w- once again, it's um, it's it's um, it's asking God to do all the things that He does because I know for a fact that like you can preach the best written sermon and it can be polished and snazzy with a sweet camera and a fog machine and a band and like without ears to hear or eyes to see. It's noise. It does nothing without the Holy Spirit going, Greg, this one's you. Yeah. I need you to listen. I need you to listen. And so if the thing that we're doing is even walking into, we pray before everything, right? But we don't pray before anything, <laughs> you know? We don't go, look, man, I am 
honored that you would let me raise these kids. I am honored uh, that the wife that you've provided, I am honored the situations that you've put me in, but you know this as well as I do. I cannot do anything without you. I just, I cannot do these things. I need you every day, every day. Thank you for listening to me again, <laughs> you know, and like you're stumbling and you're stammering. He loves it all because it's mm-hmm. all humility and it's you submitting to the king. And the coolest part is, is like, you don't even have to ask him. He will let you see the cool things that he's doing. He will let you see the things that you know could not have been done without him. And you get to sit back and go, I didn't scheme any of this. I didn't try to come up with a, a Tuesday night class on how to understand the Holy Spirit better. Not that you shouldn't have one, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wasn't a, a pipe dream. It wasn't a plan on my end. It wasn't a, I'll get them with this argument, or if I just address this issue, finally they'll be pacified. That You know better than that. That's not what's going to happen at all. As soon as you address that issue... Half of them going to leave, the other half are going to stay, and then they're going to bring up another issue next week that they're going to want you to address until you're whittled down to a guy calling balls and strikes. And the one thing Jesus did not do is get in the middle of petty human, human fighting. He bailed every time. Every time. Yeah, my, my, my brother's going to take my inheritance. Let me tell you something. Yeah. About nothing to do with that, really. <laughs> I want to answer a different problem. Like, Jesus com- always bailed on, on personal problems and pointed people to higher principles, which I think comes down to the thing that we're, that we're saying here, which is, like, uh, if someone is really geared up to talk about the thing of the day, like, a, a reasonable response to every one of them is, I, I, I hear that that burdens your heart. Let me, let me take it to King Jesus with you. Yeah. And, wow. then, and, and, then, and then here's the thing. Uh, King Jesus may move my heart on it. He yeah. may move yours. But, like, if, if the first, if, if, if as Christians, if, if someone said that to you and you're not satisfied, <laughs> we missed the first step. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, I don't, like, I don't like who they just elected. Boy, let's, I hear that that's a burden upon your heart and you're worried about some things related to that. Let me take it with you to King Jesus and have him work on us with it. And let's start there. And, like, I, I think to, to, to John's point, yes, I think we all acknowledge that, like, there are, there are we have to go do. He, God created us to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's doing here. We're not talking about, like, God, can I go to hy today? Hey, I was thinking about getting some apples. How do yeah. you feel about that? Right. I mean, right. obviously, no, I you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't take it too far just yeah. so you can create a ridiculous scenario of where this is not important. Yeah, right? that's right. What like, you can paint this to say, oh, all they, they're saying just all they do is pray about everything and everything will shake out. Like, no. God created hands and feet of people to do work. Okay, we're there. In fact, we're created to be the very description of Genesis is um, God describes us as his idols, the people that represent Yahweh on this earth. And so, yeah, we got tons to do. But what I'm, I think what we're getting at here is to say you went and did without, without checking in with the king, without making sure that what you're going and doing is in fealty to the king's orders with the king's heart to create and fill up the kingdom that he desired. Because here's the deal. You can't drag people into the kingdom in the wrong way. You can't grab them by the neck and drag them in and go, look, Jesus, I got one. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, no one wants to. Here's the deal. He, they, those types of people don't want to spend eternity with Jesus. And I'm not sure he wants to spend eternity with anybody who doesn't want to be there. And so let, let's, let's just, like, what we're saying is, is if you are not satisfied with the first option, which is let's talk to Jesus about this and see what he's got for us, then, then like, that's a direct example that we lack humility and that we're not we're serving something else, hmm. and we violate idol provision number one in Romans one, and that's where and that's where God turns it over. And like we have, I tell you what, uh, we run a risk. I think we're, we're we're not as sensitive to this as we should be, but like we are taking the Lord's name in vain. We have taken the name of God, the name of Yahweh, attached it to ourselves for our own glory. We we write that one off because we're like, oh, just don't don't say GD. 
That'll solve this problem. Don't use his name shallowly, um, which is also important. But like, um, but that's that's not really what it, what it's getting at. It's saying don't don't take his name upon you, and then use it for vanity, for your own glory. We as Christians vote this way. We as Christians like press this issue or not. And like again, I, I, we're not dismissing these are important things. I think there's 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 things that are not great. With, uh, that our society is prom- that promotes, but like you're not going to get at that on the plane of, of of trying to talk about it as a rational discussion. It's a heart; they're heart issues, and all my heart issues get solved by Yahweh. That's right. The God that yeah. you don't know feels that this is not best. That's not going to work. You might as well come yeah. up to me and say, "Hey, you know what? Zeus doesn't appreciate that you gather for your worship service on Sunday. He'd like you to move it to Monday." I'm like, I don't worship Zeus, so buzz off. Right? It doesn't mean anything to me. That's right. And so tell me once again that the thing that we're afraid to lead with is the only thing that matters. And it, yes, and it's frankly it's the only thing the church has to offer that has nothing else like it anywhere else in the world. That's right. You can offer I I know I know we love this and I love I love community, but like people could find really good community at Carl's place on Friday nights. Yeah, there's people who swear by it. Same people. They love you. They remember your name. They remember your stories. They'll commiserate with you. They know what beer you're drinking. That's right. They right. They, they can go to go to the bar. You can find community there. Uh, it's not the right. It's not the same type of community. But like you, the world has a lot of things to offer. Hey, nice, uh, nice, good, uh, rational arguments, logical ar- arguments for this thing or that thing. Um, understanding of like groups of people who can talk about how to set up governments and who should be in the government and why this thing's going to fail and why this thing's not right. Great. The church, the church is getting in the middle of something in which there's a lot of alternatives. When we have within our hearts and souls, the one thing that undergirds and changes everything that the rest of the world does not have to offer. And if that isn't the thing that we are leading with, we're failing. Hmm. We're failing ourselves because we don't get to be a part of God's cool work. We're just another schmo on the internet firing stuff off at some other guy in his underpants. Great, <laughs> two guys in his underpants. This what this what you wanted to grow up to be? Yeah, a couple fellows in their underpants. Yeah, firing you, it up on the internet. Yeah, writing letters in poor grammar. <laughs> Typing, no doubt. I mean, you don't even get to go and yell at a guy. You got to do it with exclamation points and capitals. Yeah, <laughs> you've been robbed of everything, friend. Can you see what a wheel? Right. Like, like, think a lot of this is undergirded by, hey, we're being emasculated. You emasculated yourself That's with right. your with your emoji and your response. Hey, Ted, I think you're wrong, and and uh, your sources are bogus. Okay, yeah. way to get Ted. Congratulations. Is he closer to Jesus here? <laughs> pray, pray, Ted, under the table. Let's start there. Until he falls under the table and sees you down there and goes, what am I doing here? Jesus is after you. That's nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah. And I, social media is, is, is censoring my posts. Well, they don't censor your phone or your voice or your handshake or your ability to go to the diner and meet a guy. I mean, I mean look how far we are. We're just, I yeah, mean, we're just crying to cry. <laughs> you right. Know? Our ha- right. Our hands have been tied by a corporation that doesn't uh, observe any of my values. Okay, yeah, where's the surprise in big that? Big shocker. <laughs> what a shock. I can't believe this happened. And here we are, arms raised, up in arms. You'll never believe what they're doing. You saw this as a surprise? You walked in here with your eyes closed then, friend. You knew exactly what this was when you signed up. Right, and like, here's the thing. I think like to some of this stuff, a reasonable person goes, yeah, I think that's wrong, but I'm not sure it changes anything about my reaction to it. What? Oh, it is wrong. Okay, now what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? What were we gonna do when anything else is wrong? Yeah. Like, you gonna, you gonna, you, you can't control the world except through the means of the power of He who created it, and then, he, and then only then can it be controlled in such a way that otherwise rectifies it to Himself. What are your aims? 
I want to say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to do. <laughs> but that's what happens if you follow that thought tree out, like for the simple mind. You follow it out. So, you know, the social media gets blocked, whatever. Okay, so yep. have you prayed to Jesus about it? Well, I mean, what's Jesus going to do about that? It, it totally falls apart, which is another reason we don't go back. Right. Right. It, like, well, because Jesus doesn't care, right? That's it, okay. Yeah, exactly right. 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 Yes. right. But, 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 I, but I care. Now, yeah. I'm not saying I specifically care. I, understand. I, I wish I could get off of social media, but <laughs> half the people I talk to only talk to me through I know, it. So I I'm know. like, ah, yeah. how do I delete it if this is my connection to these people? I could talk face to face, but that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, like, we, we're smart enough to know not to ask that question. That's right. That's right? true. So, like, I know that if you tell me, like, I'm really, really upset about a sports team losing, right? If you tell me, talk to Jesus about that, I'd be like, of course I'm not going to do that because it's not important. Now, put that in front of any, almost any hot button this, hot button that, things happen in the world, and it hurts us because we think we're supposed to care more, right? Because we've begun to worship it, because it's become our idol, because Jesus isn't the most important thing. I mean, if you called me on that about something I'm passionate about, it would push me back into my seat, and I'd be like, ah, uh-huh. because it isn't as important as Jesus, and that's probably why I shouldn't be focused on it, I guess. But but if you already aren't in a heart space where you want that, right, where I've, I've found that submitting is the best thing I can do, that powerlessness, if you will, is a gift. Like, right? Like, to be able just to praise is a, an awesome thing. To not have to have dominion over all of creation is a great burden not to have right. to yep. have upon your. If you're not already in that headspace, then telling somebody, like, oh, this is good that Jesus doesn't care. Like, ah, I care. Like, it's, a, it's become about me and my opinion and my objective. And those objectives might be righteous. They might be. Yeah. But if they are, it's accidental. It's awesome. accidental. Like we stumbled upon it. Like, have you done that? I've done that. I've stumbled into God's will before. Like I pray about it afterward. Like, gosh, I can't believe I found my way into God's will. That was weird. Ooh, right. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. <laughs> but when it does, I mean, I almost feel <laughs> like I'm like, wow, maybe I can do this by myself. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's the, that's the whole problem. But, but what, what's hard I feel the struggle and I need to just let go of it. I know I do. But the struggle I have is like, like I want to tell people like Jesus is the only thing. Like, and and that isn't the answer that I'm just going to throw out a huge number. 90% of people like believe that it answers their question because it's not their question. Like I, it's almost like I'm walking into a room and I say four. And they're like, no, 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 no. Our question was, was the capital of Washington? Mm-hmm. You know, I say, Jesus, no, 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 That wasn't our question. Our question is, what is happening with this? And why isn't this right yet? And so without being able to somehow redirect the audience to say, you're asking the wrong question, right? Because they're looking for an answer yeah. that isn't Jesus. Yeah. It just isn't intrinsically Jesus. It just, so I think that's, you know, the, the excuse for yeah. the clever sermon series, the, which I've done, the sure. excuse for like trying to show up and shine up, and you know we don't have fog, but we got lights, right? Yeah. We don't we don't have like ten electric guitars, but we got two. We, we got, got a couple, couple. Yeah. right? Exactly. Is is that kind of like well, maybe if I can redirect the question somehow, if I can get them to start asking the right question, then when I present the answer of Jesus, they'll be like, oh, well, that makes sense to answer that question instead of, and what you guys are inferring tonight, and it's really preaching at me, is like. 
There is only one answer to everything. And if it's not the answer, you're asking the wrong question. If the answer yeah. isn't Jesus is King, Jesus is Lord, then you probably started with the wrong question. Yeah. Because, like, if you think about it, like, what, 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 what's our stock and trade here? Hey, uh, how do we look at the world? Well, what does the Bible say? Okay, that's right. That's right. Except for if, if you've not submitted to Jesus as king, what right. his word says doesn't matter to you. Right. And so, like, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a system of, it's a layer system to say, all right, if we can, first of all, are we acknowledging Jesus as king? Because if, 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 if we're not even there, nothing I say to you has anything is going to help. And, like, yeah. I, I have had to say this, like, uh, uh, at least a few different times, is someone would, would, will come ask me some advice, and I would say, look, uh, I can... My my advice is based upon the assertion that, that Jesus is King and that what He says is good and true. Do you do you agree with that? Well, no. I said, well, then I I, I feel like I'm not going to be able to help you. I wish I could, um, but like the, the core premise of which I will be trying to give advice uh, assumes those two things. If if we don't agree to that, and I'm not I'm not withholding information as a punishment. I'm just telling you, like, w- without that as as a common understanding, um, what I will say to you will have no force. Because really, it's just a throwing up of an opinion of which then you will use your own value system to say, I agree or disagree, which is what people do. I mean, it's what yeah, I would do yeah, if absolutely. I didn't have a king to submit to. It's what, it's what normal people do. And so, like, I, and I've had to say that, and it, it almost a lot of it comes down to relationship stuff. It's, it's, it's husband-wife stuff. And I'm like, look, if, if we can't, um, this is the premise of which I function. And, like, I have people that, like, ask marriage counseling, and I'm like, look, I, I, I wish I, I would love to help. I would love to help, but like, this is how I view the world. If 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 this isn't where we're starting from, I don't. I'm not a smart man. I I don't have a lot of genius answers to this. There's a lot of really really good psychologists and counselors and all kinds of things that maybe it'll help you with your worldly problem here. But like, I, it's I'm 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 a pastor of 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 Christ Church. That's where I function. Uh, we kind of the same thing. Actually, this has come up too. Someone's like, hey, um. Uh, about doing a um, what was it? Was is either a wedding or a or a funeral? And they're like, hey, but we don't want you to um, we don't want you to teach anything related. And I, frankly, I think a lot of funeral stuff is, is a little bit overdone. But like, uh, I said, um, you know, you could have anybody do the service. I mean, you don't. It doesn't have to be me. Uh, I would love to do it, but just so you know, like, I, I'm I'm a pastor of of Jesus's church. Like when I show up, I talk about Jesus. That's what I'm here for. And like, uh, and to serve you in this way, absolutely. But like, uh, just so you know, like, if that's not your bag, I totally get it. But like, anybody can really run this, the, the the officiate the service. You don't need Christ's pastor to come do this. Uh, and again, it's not an ex- exclusivity thing. But like, the whole point is to say that like, if we can't, if we're not starting from the basic premise that Jesus is King and I will submit to them, everything else that follows doesn't actually have a lot of force. It's just an opinion of which I'm acting like when I, I'm going to say, well, I think we should not allow this or that thing. And my uncle Ted agrees. That's, that, that's how they look at Jesus. He's as good as my uncle Ted. And it doesn't carry any force with people. That marriage counseling thing is a, is a, 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 a good, it's a good hitter because at the end of the day, people are asking you, will you help me make my marriage better? I only know one way to do that. Yeah, that's I, it. I mean, to be honest, I, I, we can try to shine your husband up, or we can try to shine you up and make it act like that you have uh, Jesus in the middle of it. And I've seen some decent marriages without Christ in the middle of it, but boy, have I seen some marriages with Christ in the middle of it. Boy, have I seen some marriages. You know what I'm saying? And and so people people will ask, hey, man, I just, I'm having trouble with this and this uh, within my marriage. And like, they want you to answer a question that you, you're not even qualified to answer. Right. 
God, you know, you know a relationship with Jesus Christ is the answer. If they go, well, that's not going to help me, that's because you have not done it. Ask anybody that has, and they'll tell you that's exactly. It's the only reason my marriage runs. Otherwise, it's, it's two prideful people trying to figure out how to share space. That's a tough swing. doesn't matter how much you love them. And, and the same is true with like, like any type of counsel. Life coaches, what a, what a breeze. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I saw something on a guy the other day. It's driving me nuts. But like at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to fancy up a thing that, that, that Christ didn't fancy. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. And I know that the questions that you're answering, you're, you're asking, why do you want a better, a better marriage anyway? Why? Because I want to feel more joy, more peace, more fruits of the Spirit if I have to point you to where you're going to end up. That's what you're going for. You want all the thing that God is promising, but you want to get it without God, and it doesn't work that way. And so people will, should be mad at you. I can't help you with your marriage problems. I can help you with a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is actually going to help your marriage problem. So... And, and so now think about that on how you've seen that play out is you have um, you have actually two groups uh, of, of, of political organizations or, or at least groups of groups of people who are after things that I think from a, from a, uh, a biblical perspective um, w- w- can be agreed to like w- like where people are marginalized Jesus calls people in where justice is needed. And mercy is needed to be demonstrated, and weeping with those who uh, with those who mourn is is necessary. Um, Jesus calls involvement at those types of things, um, but you can't ask for the things of Jesus and then try to pursue them not in the ways of Jesus. That's why they they're not effective. And uh, the same thing, if you look at uh, other groups of people, and they're saying, "Look, the, the the moral behaviors of which we are supposed to fall under, our country is not sanctifying. We're codifying things that otherwise allow people to act in other ways." And then they pursued the try the attempt to implement the opposite of that or behavior modify in ways that weren't consistent with Jesus. Like you just you can't take the shape and smell of what scripture points us to from the Lord Jesus and not try to achieve them in the way in which he has asked us to. And the basis of which those are achieved are humble submission to the king. Mm -hmm. And so like where you see force, where you see force attempts to change behave like thoughts and behaviors. And like, this is not one political side. I know it's most relevant now, but like we've seen recent examples of this where we're trying to change what people think by, by force and not in humble submission to the king because things don't happen fast enough. That's generally the problem with the Lord's work. We're like, it's not happening in the way that I want. We don't want true change. Both sides just want behavior modification. Give me the thing that I want. Behave the way that I expect you to. Behavior modification. God is only a part of gospel transformation. That's what he's doing. And so if you're not pursuing gospel transformation, I'm not particularly interested. Because gospel transformation can get the things that you're asking for. Because as the gospel transforms people, they do the work of the king. And the work of the king is, is a lot of the stuff that we're, I hear people complaining about, the things that they care about. But, like, you want me to tell you how to go about it in your fallible human way or what strategy to go after. I have no skills in this area. I'm not a political strategist. I don't know how to change people's mind on a broad scale. Uh, I don't know how to solve major issues of of uh, discrimination or hunger or nobody has a father in their house like they probably should like i i don't ha- i wish i had great answers to this it, it, the one thing i know that shapes and changes that is humble submission to king jesus and it will mm-hmm. either give you the means to transform it or it will give you the fortitude to bear it <laughs> yeah it will do one of those two things and like i'm not qualified outside of that 
that's as far as I go. And like I was thinking, John, when you were talking, I was thinking about. Um, you're right. This will sound. I think it will sound simplistic to people. But like, if you think of it as just different stages of the same thing, hey, if you don't want to submit this to Jesus, then great. We know where to focus. Let's start with trying to figure out how to, like what it looks like to submit this to Jesus. And then second, look, we submitted to Jesus. We know this is a the Bible speaks clearly. These are things of which He is says are good for the world and that we need to do, or these are things which are not good for the world and that which we need to speak to. Okay. Uh, then you submit that to Jesus and say, how do I actually go about this in fealty to you of which makes a difference? Because even if you get past phase one, a lot of people start in phase two and go, well, he spoke about this clearly. I'm a fired up. <laughs> Pull the chain on the old generator. We're going to let this boy run. And like you need to submit the mode and the method to Jesus, too, because, again, separated the words of Jesus, separated from the heart of Jesus. Don't don't create the ends of Jesus. Yeah. And I actually I think that tact will produce some people leaving your community. Um, but yeah. they they weren't really there, you know what I'm saying? They were they were trying to get something else there, and and like uh they hated him, they hated Jesus first before they hated you. That's what they're running from, not you, not you personally. Your job is to preach the gospel. It to hurt, people. Mike. It hurts to see him run from oh, Jesus. Hey, that's the problem. I got a family right at that bench. Ben. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't think that that thought is not lost on me. Um, but what I do know is. We, and we talk about this almost every time, is when we talk about spiritual opposition in the world, if, if, if the opposer can take down one guy and watch 10 people fall because of that one guy, he loves it. I mean, what a victory, right? When you, when you follow it down in the dumps and go, look, man, I told a guy a hard thing, and he got mad, and he left Jesus' church. He just left, or he's going to go to a church down the street. Um, you did what God asked you to. God loves that man more than you do. And still had you do it. And you preach Christ crucified like you were asked to. And like God says to. And the, and the more that you allow yourself to follow that individual or even a group down a rabbit hole of running away from Jesus. And then you like to wear that personally. That It actually reveals how much you don't trust Jesus with them. You don't trust Jesus to hold them or to watch them. Yeah. You've taken it on as a personal crusade. God has asked me to get those people. If he has not specifically done that, he's got a lot of people. He lo- don't don't ever think to yourself that the man that walks away from Jesus, Jesus goes, "Good, I'm done with him too." He thinks, "Greg, I, don't worry, I got a lot of people." And it's not just yeah. John. John's not the only guy I got. I know Nathaniel's feeling terrible right now, but like I got a lot of people. Roll it up. Let me have it. I will deal with it. And if it's a burden coming back to you, I'll tell you. And you know that when you pray. You know that when you submit humbly and go, "I lost Greg. Greg left, and it's breaking my heart." And, and the Holy Spirit goes, I know, I know it is, but I got cattle on a thousand hills and I got people who love me all over the place. Don't worry, Greg's not gone out of my mind. It's tough to watch though. I mean, don't, don't yeah. hear me. Like, it's tough to watch. <laughs> so I, I think the, like, what's hard here uh, among many things is that um, if uh, part of the line of which we're speaking of is a, is, it's a bit of a, a reckoning of reality that says, are we, the thing that actually separates people here is the call to submit to King Jesus. It's not your answer or lack of answer on a social justice issue. That's not what it actually is at all. Yeah. Hey, that guy doesn't believe what I believe. Uh, That's not why people get upset. Like they will run because you insist that the only thing we have to offer is Jesus and they want to talk about something else. And like, if that is the case, then like, that is not um, that isn't a judgment upon them from an earthly perspective. It is a revealing, 
and like this is where <laughs> this is what God deals with. Like this is why uh, repentance is a gift. Uh, yes, a, a call, gift. A, call it a repentance is a gift. We hate we hate guilt. But to the extent that God puts a here's the deal, the Christians we just change the language. We stop calling it guilt. We call it a burden upon our hearts. But I'm going to tell you this: it's guilt. <laughs> and, Sucks. And the Lord <laughs> yeah, deals. <it> does. <laughs> he and he and here's the thing: I this never came into greater relief than when my oldest kid just couldn't shake something, and like she came out and and then she goes, I just couldn't let this go, and I I handled this wrong, and I lie or she lied about something, I think, and and so she says, I just needed to tell you, and. And like, I, for some reason in that particular moment, God just, just put it in my mind to say, what a gift that was. Like, what did you want God to do? To see you go walking down a wrong path and just let it go? Like, what a cool burden of the spirit to put it on your heart and say, look, I can't shake this. I can't shake it. I, I need to go, I need to turn from this and I need to go talk to the people that I've offended because that's exactly what Jesus asked you to do. And so why should I be surprised that there's a burden, that he would lay a burden upon my heart to go do the very thing that brings me freedom and joy and starts to, to put things back together that I have torn apart? And so, again, we even have a posturing towards, well, we're not, God didn't create us to feel guilty. I agree because he gave you the mechanism to turn from it. That's right. He like, didn't create you to live there. That's right. You certainly are going to visit. That's right. That's right. And so, like, it's but it's it's those things that like, it's the things that traditionally and by traditionally I'm gonna put I'm gonna bucket it off and say probably within the last I don't know fifty sixty years is that the church is like we kind of started walking away from because it feels like it feels harsh, it feels like yeah. it feels harsh to people. But like, boy, the path to these are the paths to freedom. The paths the freedom are turning from things. The paths the freedom are say, boy, I really feel like doing this thing, but God says freedom is over here. And and if he's not right, then he's not God. And like, so yes, it rolls up to a much larger question. <laughs> and that's frankly, how, there's people that walk away from God for that particular reason. They're like, well, if he can't agree with me here, or if, if, if this doesn't align with what I want, then either I have to say, I'm openly giving God the finger, or there just isn't one. And so they choose there isn't one because the burden of saying there is a God and I'm giving him the finger, a lot of people just don't have the stones for it. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. It's easier to say there isn't one. I just don't know if the evidence points that way. <laughs> uh, and, and so, but like, th that's the thing is that we just, um, things that were good, that were beneficial, that, that, that seem hard are really the paths to freedom. And like we, I think we got away from that, and so we don't give people the mechanism to actually live in that freedom. And so now they're just in this ambiguous state of, uh, what do I do with what I feel, and how do I get God aligned to what I want? Um, and it, we lost a little bit of 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 King Jesus in there, just a little bit over time. Actually, you know what reminded me of um, was at the start of at the start of Leviticus is is when he talks about making a uh, making a sacrifice, the, the sin offering, and like. One of the things you had to do is like you had to take in the presence of a sin offering, you had to go grab your own animal, a good one. And here's the deal. We eat meat all the time. Those fellas, that meat, meat's expensive. It's a luxury there. Okay. So if you're going to have to knock off an ox or a heifer, like that's going to cost you something, but it's, it's got to be a really good one. And so you had to walk up, bring your animal up to there. And like, it's misunderstood. The priest didn't slaughter this thing. You slaughtered it. You had to kill it. And then you just gave parts of it to the priest who then put some on the altar, threw some out washed out the entrails and did what they did. But like, but the thing was is that the notion of atonement on the sin offering was you had to like put your hand on this animal and effectively kind of transfer the stuff over your, your wrongdoing, look this heifer in the eye, hand on, and then you kill it. 
and there was something about like we don't do that anymore obviously because Jesus has made the sacrifice but like there is something way more tangible about our sin and our separation from God when you have to look it in the eye every time and hold it and mm-hmm. I, this is not me saying that God hasn't handled this well he, obviously the solution with Jesus was the right one but like because we're separated from having to look our stuff in the eye yeah. it becomes we come become passive about it which is why like um it's not a glut it's not a um it's not an ultra holy thing to say check out the passion of the Christ once a year. It's a reminder thing for me, not because I celebrate the goriness of it, but it's to remind myself that like, if I had to, if I had to put my hand on Jesus's shoulder and said, okay, I did it. And and again, not because he's wanting to beat you up about it, but it's just, it's just a reminder, a tangible reminder things. And I say that example only to say we get, if when we get separated from the reality uh, and, and kind of tangibleness of some of those actions, repentance and, and right submission and, and to, to a holy God, like then we get, we get, it pushes away and our kingdom makes more sense to us without, because we're not being constantly reminded of stuff like that. And so I just think it's, 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 it's the only thing we have to be careful is like the only thing that we can do and do right is preaching a Christ crucified and, and submission to a holy king and then what that looks like for us. And anything beyond that, like we may be stepping outside of our borders or let's nail that first. And then maybe we can tackle the problems of the day. Yeah, I mean, let's let let, let let's pray on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't know what God's got going for your specific congregation. Yeah, I know you can't lose with the Jesus is King. I know that. Uh, biblically true. Yeah. Uh, ready to go, ready to ship out the door. Package is done, and you could probably fill up at least your sermon time uh, with your story on how you came to know that was true, and yeah, right. how you're trying to get you're tr- you're trying to act and make your life align like it's true, and you're only making it by the blood, sweat, and tears of the Holy Spirit and your submission to the work that, that he's doing. If that's not engaging, then they don't have ears to hear and they don't have eyes to see, and we're going back to prayer and asking God to give it to them because your whiz-bangery words are telling you, bummer. <laughs> Here's, well, there's I've good. done the same thing. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm not I'm not pointing fingers. We're looking in mirrors, boys. Yeah, these are you mirrors. You saying? These yeah. are mirrors here. Yep. And, so, and, and, and the exact thing that we're talking about, tell me we haven't been talking about this for half an hour. I'm geared up. I'm like, yes. So mm-hmm. we have things to do because why? Ears to hear, eyes to see. Holy Spirit, have your way. <laughs> so here's here's the thing to do. And I don't know, I don't recall that we've done this before, but like I would like to pray on this right now. Yeah. Let's 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 yeah, make okay. let's make this thing happen. Uh I here's the deal. I don't know how to enforce I, it's not a round robin unless you want in. But I, I'm gonna fire it up and then we'll uh we'll just see what, what happens. Okay. All right. Uh dear father, you're good. You are a good king, you are a faithful king, you are a loving king. And I thank you for being here with us today. I thank you for for humbling our hearts, God, opening us up to see the world the way that you see it. Um, uh, boy, it feels it feels like I'm like it feels like we're taking risks here. Like we're taking risk on bailing on important conversations. It feels like we are um, looking for a ch- for an easy way out, a cheap way of not having our answer the big questions that people have. But but it just it just seems, God, that even those reactions are, are trying to rely on our, on our own way of looking at the world, on our own understanding, on our own wisdom, on our own plotting for what it looks like to change the world. And, and if foundationally, God, that we can't be humbled in service to you first and foremost, in humble prayer that says, whatever you got, we're in. Whatever you say is good, we want. Um, however you want us to go about it, we need your boldness, but we're, we want to go do it. Um, and and to and to prioritize that over and above any any human level stuff, 
any human desire to, to, to function out on, on, on who has power and in what way and who's taking power from me and who's not acknowledging the power I should have and or the or the attention I should have or the elevation of who I think I should be. Like there's just there's a bunch of complicated human mess stuff. And I don't know that human voices is what actually sorts that out. In fact, I'm confident that it doesn't. We've, we've seen humans try to do it. Um, and so we submit, we submit ourselves humbly to you, God. Help us, I mean, whatever it takes to continue to bring that humility to us day to day, to remind us. I mean, if you've got a, whatever, whatever needs to humble us daily for us to go, yep, tried that on my own, what a miss. For us to trust in you and that you are good um, and that you will provide us with direction and that your Holy Spirit has been given to us to, to, to do these very things that we don't know how to solve because we're human and that we can just rely on you and the things that you provide. And so, God, I pray for the fellows in this room and for anybody that's listening, God, that, that you would just continue to pour out the spirit of humility in us, the thing that brings us to our knees and, and doesn't say, look, what's the right answer? We say, what's, what's your answer? What do you have? How does our heart need to change in how we look at Can we look at people rightly first before our mouths open? Can we pray about them powerfully before our mouths open? Can we trust in you wholly before our mouths open? And I know these are important things. At the root of these things, we got people are scared, they're anxious, they're, they're fighting. Ultimately, a lot of these things are fighting for things that you fight for. We're just trying to get them in the wrong way. We're trying to grab them with the limits of our human understanding. We're trying to grab them with the limits of our human exertion of power and authority. Um, but we don't want shallow change. We don't want change that, that, that gets to get reversed every four years when some new dude shows up and uses the power to change it. Like this, we don't want that. That's, that's back. We don't do badminton. We do real gospel transformation and change. And we know that only you provide that. You open hearts, you open minds. And so I, I submit to that humbly, God, that you would continue to work on us, fellas, for that very thing. Amen. 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 Okay, good. Nathaniel, I thought you was going to come in, Billy Sunday. Did you think about it? Did you even consider it? Did you? Yeah. I thought. You got it. Okay, it's on the tip of the tongue. But here's yeah. the deal. If you decide to come in, here's the code word. Santa's got a brand new bag. <laughs> okay? And you say that, and then I will know that you're going to come in with a with a... When the, when the spirit has come upon you, yeah. the wind is uh, the wind is from the from the west. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I was reading the CS, hey, huh? Who's oh, going to do it? No, Nathaniel has something to say. Oh, he he didn't say Santa's got a brand. You wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead, Nathaniel. Hit, yeah. hit me with it. I thought you were about to tell the story about the the king thing again. Oh no, <laughs> re, re- embarrassed. <laughs> no, no, I won't tell that. I'll tell it to the fellows after the show. Okay, okay. that was it. You just want to defend your honor for a future date? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> but that's because, you know, I'm not humbly submitting. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to, sub- you know, throw, throw hands. All right. Hey, you're listening live from the path. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, uh, I, hey I like this discussion way better than the political discussions. Yeah, I know. Way better. Here's way the deal. Better. We could have spent a good half an hour trying to sort out the world's problems of which have not been sorted out yet. Yeah. But I think we have to sort out of the world's problems. It's just not as it's as easy, but as hard as what we we're just talking about. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You want to do a couple things of advice, and then we'll cut a trail. Yeah, did, Mike, did you have Pope style? Yeah, we covered it. Okay. All right. Awesome. I, I had a theme rigged up. It was like, "Give me the chains." I don't remember. I don't remember what my my point was. Uh, the spirit took it away because it was probably dumb. 
Yeah, I gift. Feel, yeah, I agree. Consider that a gift. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, dear, dear life from the path. Oh no. Okay, here we go. Dear life from the path. My boyfriend and I have been living together for almost five years. Of course you have. His parents bought a house a few doors down. They pop in whenever they feel like it, and even walk into our bedroom while we were in bed. I need this to stop. Wait a minute. Well, hold on. Separate apartment. A few doors down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The parents live in a separate place. Okay. Yeah. 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 His mother and I had a falling out in the past because she felt she had a right to control everything down to where I keep my dirty laundry. This is a touchy subject with my boyfriend, let alone his mother. Please help me. Okay. So I wouldn't begrudge a listener of the show saying, well, what do you say, boys? Take it to King Jesus for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they have us. Yeah. They've, I mean, they've got us. Yeah. The whole premise of this advice yeah. column <laughs> is some, something beyond. Actually, I considered that after we were talking about this. I'm like, <laughs> maybe this is a bad idea for I don't know if we can keep doing Dear Life from the Path because obviously it's just a bunch of bloviating on how to make your life look like you're following Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> we just ruined life from the path. Oh man! Oh, I mean, no. the if there's one thing I learned today, we got to submit to these things. Yeah. Uh, this is a disaster. We have to quit doing it. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. I'm willing to pursue this particular these uh, these questions uh, in the light of potential comedic value only. Okay, that's fair. let's do that. Okay, okay. So for, so let's start with the basic principles. One, you need to stop living together. Yeah, it's not helpful to you. Agreed. It's not what God designed for good. And so uh, and frankly, because uh, they're not married, yeah. Yeah, not married. Yeah, I, I, you might be able to assert a little bit more uh, united front here with with old uh, mom and pops if, if if your situation were slightly different from a social perspective. And so I'd I'd, I'd say that. Uh, second of all, it's it's his mom. Yeah, this is his problem. Yes, he's not marriage material, frankly, based upon what I've. No, heard. he should have put this in the handled bucket uh, at least four years ago. Yep. Yep. Like, look, Ma, this got shut down. And no, you ain't moving two doors down from me. No. no. <laughs> I, why would you even do that? This is a bad idea, and he would know that. And if he doesn't know that, again, I I don't think he's marriage he's, material. He's not taking in the full counsel of the world, right? If yeah. you don't know your mom just a little bit over the top on some of this stuff and your wife says, or your future wife or your girlfriend says things like, look, man, she's a little over the top. And you're like, oh, she's not so bad. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. You're nope. missing it, friend. You want to know how to deal with the mom? I'm I'm telling you it's time to cut ties with this fella until he can straighten out his ways. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Whew. You think that's too harsh, Wagner? No. <laughs> it's just quick. You're just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Of course, dear Abby, live from the path. That's always short. You gotta have a short answer. You can't talk forever. It's just no. The people will tolerate it. it. Boom, gone. Yeah. Our attention spans are like uh, thirty seconds. You go any longer than that, people are like, "I'm out of here." Yeah. yeah. What's, what's on those feet? I love it. <laughs> How does mom keep getting in there? That's what I want to know. You think they don't like they don't lock her? She may yeah, have a key. Yeah. Yeah. Just lock the door. What's that? Yeah. That what seems she, like an easy answer. Now, now, let 1995. Locks. Let me ask this question, though. Uh, Ben's like, don't live together, submit to Jesus, yeah. deal with the problem. He's like, buy a lock. Yeah, just, like, just buy goes. a lock. Deadbolt. You ever think about that? <laughs> let me ask you this question, though, Mike. Mike, do you lock your vehicles at your place? No. Why not? What? I'm not worried about people stealing anything. And because if they did, you'd rather they not break the window. That's correct. Okay. Oh, so Yeah, but you live out in the middle of nowhere. No yeah, one's, you know, coming around. Like, Meanwhile, Ooh. I just locked my truck, like, from here. I was no. like, I wonder if I locked my truck. <laughs> lock, 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 lock. No. No. So, so we were operating on the principle they can't steal anything we gave them. So as far as I'm concerned, whatever you take, I gave you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, whoever you are. Yeah. Uh, but here, I guess here's what I'm saying. If you put a lock on the door, Nathaniel, do you think she's just going to go, oh, it's locked. I'll go back to my house now and busy myself with a pie. <laughs> or do you think she's going to pound, boom, 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 boom. Teddy. 
Teddy, I mean, are you, you in there? You don't answer to Teddy. Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> Say, go away, Mom. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, go like that. just like that little crack in your voice. Yeah. Go away, Mom. Go away, Mom. <laughs> I'm busy right now. <laughs> this feels real grown up. Yeah. We're putting our dirty laundry wherever we want. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real boy. <laughs> don't come in here. Yeah. I mean, that seems more quarrelsome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, you, you've you've just made it so now you now you're just yelling at your mom through the door of an apartment. Isn't complex. that funny? Like the thought of a, of a, of locking the door is considered passive aggressive, right? Uh, where, where the the right the, the the more direct route is, Ma, you can't come in here. I don't care if the door's wide open. There's a sign that says "Welcome." You come in yeah. when I invite you. That's not apply to you. Welcome yeah. everybody, but you. And and this is not uh this is not across the board advice to for you to treat all mothers this way. No, but this one has boundary issues. And uh, it is not out of the Lord's purvey to set boundaries for some folks who have problems staying in their lane. Nope. You can and love people and still ask that they stay in their lane. That's probably fine. That's exactly right. Yeah. And some people will go, well, you don't love me unless you let me leave my lane. That's not the way that works. Nope. Don't believe yeah. lies just because people say them. Just because they came up with an idea, don't make it true. Right? We run on gospel thought. We run on the way the world it actually is. And you, sir, are out your lane. <laughs> go back to your boundary where you belong. Yeah. Okay. Secular says. Uh-oh. Did I lose it already? Oh, man. No, oh, no, I got it. Secular says, buy a lock. Wow, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Secular says, no one should enter your home without first asking permission. And that goes for your boyfriend's parents. That they would enter your bedroom while you and their son are in bed is over the top. That's a phrase I used. I fail to understand why this would be a touchy subject with your boyfriend. When he became an adult, moved out of his parents' house, surely it had something to do with privacy. It's time you change the locks on your doors. Nathaniel for the win. Yeah, look at that. Uh, oh, no, hold on. It's, it, it tanks after this. Hold, hold on. on. Hash this out with a professional mediator if necessary. If you cannot do that, start counting your blessings. Chief among them should be thanking the Lord this woman is not your mother-in-law. Yeah. What? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Call on the the, the Yahweh who asked you to leave your mother and father and cleave to your (laughs) your marriage partner for the rest of your days and then thank him that you're living in perpetual sin apart from him. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) This is not even good secular advice. (laughs) No, it is not. At oh. least be grateful that this woman, like, to what value does it create to be grateful that this woman is not your mom when for all practical purposes she continues to barge into your, like, it's, that's like saying, ignore that it's a mom. It's like having the guy who's downstairs at the apartment complex comes in, makes toast in your kitchen every day and leaves. And she goes, well, just be glad he's not your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have a guy making toast in my kitchen. Yeah. I tell you what this has done, though. This has really changed my, my life outlook. I didn't know the job of professional mediator existed, <laughs> but that is my new gig. <laughs> Mike Foo's pr- professional mediator. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. I side with this man. Eighty bucks. <laughs> hey man, I you think you could? You think I bet you could make? I bet you could make three hundred bucks a month. People hiring you out as a mediator, even if your only response is, "Let's take that in prayer to King Jesus." <laughs> and you say that'll be twenty five dollars at yeah. the door. You can Venmo. Yeah, you can Venmo me. Yeah, yeah we can do. We just take stand there until they Venmo. Yeah, yeah. Venmo right now. Just yeah. Here's phone. the thing: is either we're going to take this to King Jesus together, or I'm going to take it to King Jesus that you did not pay me. <laughs> what kind of risk yeah. you want to run here, friend? <laughs> yeah, and it, like holy blackmail. He's going to throw it at you. He's going to throw eighteen fifty at your face and go take that to Jesus. <laughs> and you say, "I will." Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I will do. Hmm. All right, maybe I shouldn't be a professional mediator. Okay, we got one more. Okay, here we go. Dear live from the path. I am hurting because my mother favors my brother. I talked to her about it a few times, but she said it hurts her when I say things like that. I don't bring it up to her now, but I am very troubled by it. I have invited her to visit so she can meet my fiancé, but she refuses. 
She says it uh, <laughs> takes too long. What? You didn't deny it. No, quiet. Okay, no. sorry. You're, what is the matter with you? I have other commentaries. This is highly unprofessional. <laughs> Okay, now her feelings are hurt. I'm trying to set the tone. Okay, I'm sorry. And you're you're making a goofball of yourself. <laughs> I'm starting over. Okay, quiet. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay, 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 okay. I'm hurting. Let me think about it. Because my mother favors my brother. I talked to her about it a few times, but she said it hurts her when I say things like that. Point of order. She did not deny it. True. So far. Okay. I don't bring it up to her now, but I'm very troubled by it. I've invited her to visit so she could meet my fiance, but she refuses. She says it's too long a drive. I miss her tremendously, and I want to see her. My fiance told me to give it time, but I don't think it's fair. What can I do about this situation? Holy cow. Well, you're missing about every detail that would help figure hey, out what is going on here. I have a guy Super that you generic. should date, uh, and then the mom will come over all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tie them together. I know, hey, man. We're done. <laughs> Not only professional mediator, but also matchmaker. <laughs> That's right. Two for two. <laughs> That's $25 a piece. <laughs> I mean, just maybe to call me old-fashioned, but right, you have a fiance... It seems only right that you bring the fiance home to your parents to meet the guy. That, I mean, that's Flipping it. Maybe it that's over. just an old-fashioned thought. Flipping it over. Yeah. But uh, and then you're like, I want my mom to meet meet my fiance, but she refuses to drive all the way to come see me. I mean, if it's like ten hours, and your mom, by the time you got a fiance, let's say your mom's like fifty-five, maybe I don't know, sixty. Mm -hmm. I mean. There's a lot of details missing here. As, as the older you get, the less you want to be hiking no 10 hours. Your bladder don't work like it should. You don't like to drive in the dark. That is not true. Old yeah, people is. travel the country. No, they don't. They go, from, they go to the Yosemite. They go back to all the parks. Yeah, they drive three hours a day, and then they yeah, pull okay, over to rest hour, and then they sit there for like 15 hours watching Bob Hope. Okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Hope. Here's what I'm saying. Hey. No, go ahead. More insight, Ben. Rand Paul <laughs> is not Randy. <laughs> It's not Randy Paul. It's Randall. Do you think that? Did you ever consider what Rand Paul's full name was? No. Okay. I anyway. just took him at face value that his name was Randy. He can't be a Randy. He doesn't look like a Randy Paul. Anyway, continue. What? Where did that come from? Did yeah. something pop up on your screen no, that no, so gave you the information? Nathaniel and I were talking about it early on the way in. <laughs> and then whatever you guys were just saying, watching Bob Hope. And then I said Bobby Hope. And then it made me think, people with alternative names, Randy Paul. That's how my mind works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go on that roller coaster again. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to ask you to sit there and be quiet, man, okay. while, we, while we discuss this. I'm going to hold tight. You guys handle finish it. Finish this up. Does anybody remember the whole story of what's going on here? I don't understand mom, how mom the mom bread. hasn't met, like, if they're fianced at this point, like, they, and they've never met the, the significant other. What if they're, like, 12 hours away? Sure, but, like, there's Christmas. There's, I mean, if you're FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime. You're at the point... That you're fianced. Yeah, true. Like, there's going to be some holidays, I assume, right? Does that mean she's not going home to see your mom on, on holidays either? Is that because her mom hates her? It doesn't seem and, like it. And she, she says, I'm going to stay away from my mom because she likes my brother better. I mean... Hmm. Well, then you've done this to yourself, lady. Yeah, here's, here's what I think that... You've that, done this to yourself. This is what I think you're, you're, you're right about, and you've said it in <laughs> not the way I'm going to say it. No, okay. you're done for a minute. Okay, sorry. You're on a timeout. Tell me when I tag in. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> some people, uh, we say this a lot as Christians. We go, look, we need to love on people. Some people's definition of what, it, of what loved on means are very hard to accommodate. And so if you will not drive the 12-hour drive to come meet my fiance, you don't love me. Okay, well, that's not true. I just won't drive the 12-hour drive or whatever. You know, there could be a million reasons why I don't want to do it. Well, you love my brother more. 
and now it hurts me. Well, why do you say in that? That is not true at all. I just won't do the thing that you're asking me to do. And so some people's love, uh, incorrect love language is joining them in misery or uh, being sad. Yeah. And where empathy is certainly uh, necessary and okay, uh, <laughs> joining people in the pit of despair, otherwise they feel like you don't love them, is not healthy. Yeah. Uh, and I know it doesn't seem like that's what heavy that's going on here. I really feel like that's what's going on here. I think I think she feels slighted in some way, has characterized a relationship that doesn't exist. And like, I would never think of trying to ask my mom at 60 years old to drive 12 hours to come meet my fiance, who apparently... I mean, I haven't seen on holidays for the past however long I've been fianced. You're right. I, I, the whole thing seems weird to me, right? Especially as the fiancé. Hey, man, can I talk to your mom before I propose marriage? You know, I should at least have met the woman or your dad if he's in the picture or something. You know, like have a, a tie to your family. There's something real weird going on. I'm with Nathaniel. Weird. Ben, tag. it's not your turn yet. Oh, Wagner, you got anything? I'm uh, good. You, you covered it for are me. Are you sure? I'm good Nathaniel, now, yeah. any follow-up thoughts? John, tag me in. John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, you're in. Do you have something, Ben? Yeah. Hey. Hey, thanks, fellas. Boy, you couple <laughs> of weak-livered sausages. I was going to freeze them out. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't have anything else. All right. Randy Paul coming at you. So um, so I, I think one of the things to recognize, Mike, I think this is along your lines, is that, like, if it's important to you, what's not fair is to say this is important to me and then be upset when things, specific things aren't as don't seem as important to somebody else. Like right. here, here's the thing: if you if, if if your relationship with your mom is important, it, you can't just go, "Oh, mom doesn't call me and won't visit." Then call her mm. and visit. Okay, you, you would say like it's not it's there's this there's this balance where people say, "Look, here's what I want, and I can do it myself, but I want you to do it. And if you don't do it, then it doesn't get done, and everybody's guilty." Like that doesn't. This doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to do that. If it is important to you, then do the thing that's important to you. If your relationship with your mom is important, then call her. If the relationship with your mom, like, you don't say, uh, and if you want her to meet your fiancé, then take the time off and go drive over there. Mm. Like, now, if you said, hey, uh, we're coming out, and they say, we don't want you here, then I think you've nailed it. Yes. They don't want you there. Correct. Yeah. And then whatever, like, you've got mommy issues, try putting your hand under her thigh, th see if you can get the blessing. But past that, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to be done. <laughs> nothing to be done. She's wrong. <laughs> Esau. <laughs> Just shaking my head. Just shaking my yeah, head. Yeah, it's best to stay out of this, Wagner. Yeah. I told you, I put him in the freeze. Yep. You goods let him out. <laughs> Tag me in, boys. Okay. Yeah, that, was, that was a mistake. Uh, secular's <laughs> advice, which is <laughs> short and sweet. Secular hey, says. Hey, I'm just to clarify, because the night's gone on. You know that, like, the underlying translation of, of thigh really is testicles? What, in, uh, in the Genesis? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have. No, I mean, it, it could be both, but like, it, it why would you pick it to be testicle then? If it could be both, could be, <laughs> we don't translate it that way because it's because we don't like it. But it's I'm not. What you I'm don't know that's why we don't do yes. it that way. Yes, I do. The commentary you read said this could be testicle, but we don't dig on that, so we went with thigh. People don't like to put testicles. <laughs> These are your personal opinions again. <laughs> I'm just saying. Secular says. Ah, we should have ended yeah. the show yeah, ten minutes should've. ago. Ah, do the, I was going so do the well. Strong's Hebrew. <laughs> Up on loins <laughs> or upper thigh. All right, I'll do I'll do blue letter Bible and we'll see what he says. Okay. Uh, Secular says because you miss your mother and want to see her, I suggest you make the long drive and visit her. Mm -hmm. And when you do, bring along your fiance. Well, I mean, yeah. Yep. By the way, there's no reason to say testicle ever in public. Wow, weird. She tacked that on. What if it? <laughs> <at the end? laughs> I don't think she's taking in the, the, the Hebrew. You gotta take Genesis in just like it reads off the page. <laughs> you guys are looking at the. English translations. 
Yeah. You don't even know what you're nah, doing. Now we're done, Ben. Obviously, you're on some kind of bender to put us in trouble today. So you start playing that bumper music. We're on the way out. <laughs> it's on. It's on. You just can't hear it. Hey, you've been listening live from the path. Here's the thing. I am certain. No, it's not the no, thing. No, Here's no. the thing. <laughs> you've listened live from the path. It's the end. It's when you stop. I am certain that there's something to complain about today. You give us a call or a text, 515-517-0085. That's the Bob Eisenhower complaint line. 515-517-0085. Now, just to, to uh, make sure I, I've not set the false expectation, Bob will not answer the phone. No. This is not Bob's phone number. Please don't call Bob's actual real estate number to complain about the show. Well, actually, I'm all right if you do that. Yeah, call him up. Yeah, hit him with a couple. I don't think he knows he still sponsors the, or doesn't sponsor, but still gets ownership of the complaint, the complaint line. line. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, if you want us to see it, that's the uh, 515-517-0085. That's the Live from the Path complaint line, and we do love to hear from you. Uh, thanks again for hanging out with us. If you got any co- comments on the show, use that. Hey, if you don't mind, at the start of, now it's the start of the year, time to refresh the old podcast and give it a five-star review if you're so inclined, or a one. I don't care what it is. Just be honest. Yeah. When's the last time you heard Tim Keller say testicle? And you spent all your time listening to that. That's you right. You could be over here. That's right. You were. Here's what I'm saying. Tim Keller didn't say that, and then look where you've landed. <laughs> look at the shape this country is yeah. in. <laughs> Maybe a testicle or two would straighten this out. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. You've been listening to Live from Path. In the mean, uh, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path. <laughs> <laughs>